What's up, Mzanzi? Welcome to episode 353 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Octavius Pandil. Now, after harvesting the avocado from the tea, proper post-harvest handling must be considered. Proper post-harvest handle can prevent post-harvest losses so that losses can be minimized. In this episode, Lily Siatritema, post-harvest technology consultant, discusses post-harvest handling of avocados from cleaning, sorting, storing, packaging, and transporting the fruit. Lily, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. I'm so excited to have you with me today. We will be discussing post-harvest management of avocados. Yeah, hi, Octavia. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Can you share with us what is the harvest handling of avocados? Basically, it depends on the scale of your farming operation. But basically, no matter how you are doing the harvesting, the most important things are you want to reduce the loss of yield and you want to maintain great quality and you also want to reduce labor costs. Everybody knows that the lower your labor costs, the higher returns you're going to get for your produce. So typically, a harvester, that would be the person that's doing the harvesting, needs to carry a big bag, a picking stick, some clippers, gloves. They need a ladder. So in bigger operations, people are actually using machinery. So it's like a machine that like hosts you up to the top of the tree so that you can reach avocados. But either way, you still need somebody that's going to go up there, that's going to clip the avocados and that's going to put it in a bag. And that's a harvesting process. So basically, avocados, they grow very, very large, which is actually one of the best things about investing in avocado production, because every year a well-looked-after tree will just keep on producing more and more. But that said, because trees grow so big, you have sometimes avocados that need to be picked from up to about six meters at the top. So hence the need of a ladder or any sort of machinery that can take picker up to the top. So as soon as the picker is ready at the top, what they do is they hold the avocado and they clip it with a clipper. They clip, say, about two inches from the beginning of the stem or from the stalk to the stem, just about two inches. They put it in their bag and they can just get down and put it in a crate. The most important thing here is you don't want your avocados to rub against each other because bruised avocados already you're losing in terms of like... uh, quality, then you move from a grade one avocado and then you're downgraded to a grade two, grade three. So the process should be as gentle as possible. And then we move on to just creating the avocados in the crates. You don't want to also like spend the whole day harvesting and putting avocados in a crate because avocados do get what they call orchard sunburn. So if they sit there in the orchard for hours and hours, chances are you will lose as well your yield due to orchard sunburn. Like I said, you want to maintain the quality as best as you can. So you want to reduce the damage and you want to reduce also sunburn. So now that we've spoken about a little bit of the process of actually getting the avocado from the tree into the crate, can you share with us a little bit more about the cleaning and the sorting process? As soon as they have created the avocados, they are transported usually using tractors, depending on, again, how big your farm is. Most scale farmers might just like carry the crates to a peckhouse type establishment. And then they are tipped into a water bath. A lot of people don't use anything now. 
in these water baths. What I mean is no chemicals really. So you just make sure that you put them in this water bath and then you try and remove as much sand or mud as you can. And if you're like a commercial farmer, they use actually these baths on a conveyor belt. So as they are washed, they are moved up automatically and then they are fanned, you know, so they have these huge blowers that just blow the avocado just to dry them up. As soon as they are dry, depending on where you're selling your avocados, what your market is like, some people do use like anti-fungicides, like fungicides. For example, one they use for a very long time is something called Plocares, but maybe I'm not supposed to mention that, but it's no longer kosher in one of the bigger markets like in Europe and so forth. There are some fungicides that people use that are still acceptable just to help you with your shelf life. So they just basically coat the avocados to prevent the fungi from growing at an alarming rate. As soon as they've been quartered, they are then boxed and then stored at temperatures of about four to five degrees Celsius until they're dispatched against their various markets. Packaging of avocado is done to prevent damage from the product, the distribution process, and it can keep the product safe until it reaches the consumer. What is that process like? Can you share advice about that? This now depends on whether the avocados are still green. As you know, avocados, when they're picked from the tree, they are still green, and then they still have to go through a process of ripening. So when they are picked, they are actually quite hard which means your biggest damage is actually cosmetic. So you can lose quality from like skin burn and skin rubs and that type of thing. So to prevent that from happening in the very beginning, they put them in boxes where they are tightly packed together to prevent the avocados from moving too much. They are transported, you can imagine, trucks coming from Limpopo going to the Western Cape. There's a lot of movement along the way. So tightly packed avocados shakeless. I mean, there's less movement, which prevents a lot of like cosmetic damage. As soon as the avocados are ripe, you have other problems. And the biggest problem that you have is obviously like bruising. So a little bit of tension or pressure to the outside of the avocado, if it's ripe, will cause a huge amount of bruising on the inside. Hence why sometimes you buy ripe and ready avocados, you open and there's like a black or a brown spot on the inside of the flesh. It's still edible and it's still lovely. It's just that it doesn't look amazing and it's not really exciting to eat. So to prevent that from happening, you know, when they arrive, they typically put them in panets and these panets, they can absorb some tension from the outside as much as possible. I see some people are even using cardboard because they use it for eggs and stuff. It can absorb some of that pressure, which helps to prevent bruising of the flesh of the avocados. You've just mentioned that, you know, an avocado fruit goes through a ripening process. Let's just talk a little bit about that. What is that ripening process? According to the research that I've done, it actually goes through a process of about seven days after the fruit is actually picked. Is that true? How does that work? Where do we go with that? Avocado is like maturation of the fruit. So as soon as you pick it, it starts already to ripen. But to prevent that from happening, that's why we refrigerate. So if you don't refrigerate the avocados, they already start ripening. So it depends on a lot of environmental factors. So if you put your avocados at very high temperatures and high humidity, or like an optimum humidity that is suitable for the ripening of avocados, you can have your avocados arrive in a matter of three days, four days. 
And also all these factors, they, you know, it depends on one, how mature is the avocado when it was picked? As you know, like beginning of February in South Africa, the season of avocado basically starts from February, March, and it ends around October. It depends on the cultivars and the varieties as well. So in the beginning of the season, when the moisture content is very high in the avocado, the avocado takes way longer to mature, which means you are looking at those seven days that you have spoken about. Even if you have exposed the avocados to an optimum temperature and a suitable humidity. Later on in the season, towards the end of the season, you are looking, sometimes you just buy an avocado, you put it in your fruit bowl, the next day it's ripe. So so basically ripening of avocados is very variable. It's a very scientific process. It highly depends on your environmental factors and it also depends on your cultivars. It also depends on where you got the avocados from, how long they've been standing in the cold room and that sort of thing. And finally, you have been mentioning a little bit about the preservation of avocados, for example, like refrigerating. What are some of the other avocado preservation methods that you can share with us? Refrigeration is the biggest one because a lot of people, you know, that eat avocados prefer to eat avocados fresh. You want the avocado, you cut it, and then you put it in your salad. That's a lot of people. But in other like cultures, like in Peru, in South America, basically, where they have loads and loads of avocados, because they have so much, they actually make things like condiments like guacamole, which they later on use. So, for example, guacamole, if you make like an avocado paste called guacamole, you can store it frozen for like up to a year or a year plus. And then you can only use it later on, you defrost, and then you use it for whatever you require. Making a guacamole is one of the biggest ways to preserve avocados. They are coming up with all sorts of different ways now now that avocados are becoming more and more common, which is actually an incentive for anybody that's interested in farming avocados. Because stats show that at the moment, we actually don't produce enough avocados for the demand that's out there. But one of the ways of preserving, maybe you make juices and you make pulps and you make purees, things like that. They help in prolonging your shelf life. Thanks so much, Lily. See you Chitema. For more on the topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And this week, we celebrate the empowering journey of Moji Kadusang, a hashtag soul sister whose unwavering spirit and dedication transcend challenges inspiring a new era of agricultural resilience and community upliftment in in Tabernacle, Milton Farm in the Free State. The project that we are working on, we pride ourselves on helping our neighboring community, especially with services like if they need to sell bales as well, especially when it's winter, because the cattle need more feeding because of, remember, in winter the grass dies, so they need more food, and we had that to sell to them. But we also offer them, especially the ones that needs to be planted, maybe one or five hectare or ten hectare. We offer that service to them as well. Yes, we assist them with a lot of things. And even if they come to our farm and maybe ask for something, maybe ask to know about how they can work out their business and how can they go for it, we also assist them, especially also in this course. I'm also playing a role in AFASA. I'm a district secretary. We did have study groups where we have our very own farmers in our area. We set up a date and also 
where we can meet and discuss the challenges that we go through. And we also have those WhatsApp group that we have where we can discuss what is it that you are battling with in your farm so that we can be able to assist each other. Moji is one of the phenomenal women selected to participate in the 2023 Hashtag Soul Program. Catch your full interview on www.foodformzanzi.co.za and on Food Form Zanzi's YouTube channel. And that's it. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavius Pandil, our technical producer, Vegan Funded Friend, and the rest of the hashtag Food Form Zanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.